ready. Welcome to episode 34 of the Go Get a Agility podcast. My name is Margaret Hughes. I'm your host, along with my daughter, Emma Hughes. Hi, Emma. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right. So today we are talking about uh, reactivity in agility. All right. And why are we talking about this? Oh, dear. Shall I be the one to break the news? Uh, Poor Eli. Well, actually, I, I shouldn't be the one to break the news because I don't really know the full story. But to my knowledge, um, Eli was caught on camera red handedly uh, going after a dog um, through a fence uh, during a practice session. But see, I'm not currently well, in the me, United States well, right now, so I don't have the full scope of what's going on. Well, okay, so he, yeah, he, um, he alerted on a dogs and went uh, at them. He didn't, he, I don't know how, so he went through a practice gate. So a practice gate is one of those freestanding yeah. gates that uh, you see at like obedience trials and stuff like that. And I'm not even sure if he saw the gate, but he definitely saw the dog or, the, or, and, or the person with the dog. Um, and he went lunging, barking very loudly at the dog, got caught up in the practice gate. The practice gate, he he ended up upside down underneath the practice gate because he got caught into it. Um, and then that was it. The, he never made it to the dog. The dog never um, reacted to him in a negative way, which is thank goodness. Um and I, I couldn't get him back on just a simple Eli, Eli, Eli. And he ignored me completely. So mm -hmm. it was in a workshop. It was in a new location. He was the first dog on the line. And he was very, very um, stimulated, very aroused by the environment. He was his a question. Was, yeah. Um, what kind of dog was it? Was it like a young male dog or was it? Well, like, no, you know, it was dogs, a, it was a two-year-old Doberman. In oh, okay. In Not saying that it's the Doberman's fault. I'm just saying that there's generally a type of dog that like young male dogs like Eli. Will yeah. Kind of I don't think that was it at all. No, I don't you just yeah, think it was a dog. I don't thing. think he even had any idea that it was an intact male. That, no? no, he just, cause he was so far away from it. Um, I think. So he, for a long time now, since he is, was, since I've got him essentially, um, he's always had a, a moment of sudden environmental contrast reactivity. And so, it's not just with dogs, it's with everybody. It's with me, it's with dad, it's with, and it's like, at first I thought it was just because he, he didn't like me. Um, because obviously I had come in to Eli's life when he was what, around 13 weeks old, 14, um, 15 weeks I old? I think he was four months yeah um and so he was kind of you know established within the household and i just figured that this yeah, rushing that, the gate yeah, but and barking, it didn't even start with you no so. but i'm saying that i attributed it to me being new and i attribute it to other people being new no but i think it's just well, an new environmental yes. change because he still does it with me to this day and he loves me i know he does right so it's so not it's, the person it's the novel uh yeah. episode it's the all of a sudden you're you weren't there and then all of a sudden you are there exactly it's that response and so yeah it can be a known person it can be an unknown person um if he knows that the person is there or the dog is there then 
he adjusts fine. He'll still sometimes bark depending on more at people. Um, but that's, he has a little bit of, of reactivity towards, um, people who are stopping and staring at us and I'm talking to them. So he has been known to alert on that. Um, but yeah. he's always been really easy to pull off. He's always been really easy to redirect. And um, and it's not limited to just people and dogs. He's also done this on a tarped up trailer. So there's a tarp big and that and that is really random because for the most part, he's really good about that as well. Um, new like just things, but he's alerted. So and this was this was months ago. He hasn't done this in a long time. So he alerted on a tarped up trailer just you know, off on a field, he alerted to a huge propane tank. So he could not figure out this propane tank. He alerted to a garbage can once um, at a fairgrounds. Really? Yeah, at the fairgrounds, he he was like, what is up with this garbage can? <laughs> Poor boy. Um, what else has he alerted? So, he, so he's randomly done it, but it's not consistent. Not everything no. freaks him out. Not every person freaks him out. Not every dog freaks him out. No, um, not every so instance freaks him out, right? Like sometimes yeah. I can, like when I come down the stairs in the morning, he does it sometimes and then he's fine other days. It's literally random. It's so It's strange. very random. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, which also makes it very difficult to predict. Yeah. Um, and and the, the only true way that I know that it's bothering him is that he explodes, right? right. With, a, with an alert bark or um, it's an alert bark. He just, he comes to his um, high alert sense and says that right there. and it is an issue because it when he barks it engages other people so if you're walking down the street right and he barks at you you're going to turn your head you're going to look at him right and so then the problem kind of snowballs because all of a sudden he's been reinforced that the weird person walking down the street they just looked at me and that, so that and then i also cool. react with yeah the, right you panic like, well, not that you panic but you know you get a little nervous well yeah, yeah you start working him a little bit stronger right yeah bringing him back so um what else so okay so i was trying to figure out uh his triggers and i did write them down um oh, i wrote down some of- she loves lists no i don't love this you love lists you do oh you have- i love lists <laughs> yeah I just want to try, I wanted to try and quantify what is, what is the triggers? And then with that, how can I predict the triggers and how can I help him? So a couple of things definitely stand out. One of them, and I didn't connect this until I actually wrote, started writing this list and it ended up at the top of my list. Like, oh, wow, this is a trigger for sure. And that is that there've been, he charges the fence. So there have been random times when I've been out in the agility field and unbeknownst to me or accidentally, uh, my other dogs have been either allowed out into the backyard, which connects to my agility field, um, or I didn't realize that they weren't locked in the house. And so I've been out in the agility field. They've alerted that I'm out there and they let their presence know that they want to come out to the agility field. And at that moment, Eli has turned and rushed them at the fence. So I've seen that a couple of times. Um, didn't think much of it because they know each other. Um, and I know that 
the dogs that are on the opposite side of the fence just want to come into the agility field. But that definitely, I think now looking back at hindsight being 2020, that was definitely something that I should have tipped my hat to and said, oh, I don't like this. Um, instead, I didn't pay much attention to it. I just got him back, got the other dogs out of the backyard and continued on my merry way. So fence charging is definitely at home with known dogs. It, I, I, that's definitely one of the triggers. Um, new students arriving at where I work. So I work in, a, I have an arena that I work at that um, has a gate. And so again, fence charging, right? Has a, And if somebody comes to that gate and he's loose in the agility arena, he has been known, if I'm not paying attention, if I'm not uh, actively working him, he has alerted on them at the fence and charged the fence. Uh, then the other trigger is um, if I have them on leash or off leash, either way, um, on leash or off leash, and people are walking the course and they stop and talk to me, that will alert him. Um, or if everybody stops walking the course and turns and listens to me talk, he will, he has been known to alert on some of the students, not all of them. It's very random on who he's picking. Um, and I can't totally tell you what type of student he alerts more to. I would say older um, and glasses, hats and glasses. Make, yeah, but that's, but that's not like, totally across the board. That's circumstantial though, right? Because generally I would not to paint a broad brush, but the people who can afford to do agility classes generally are people that aren't young like me. No, I right? know, but like, I'm just, you're not going to see like some punk 15 year old, right? Yeah, but um, I do. I'll, well, no, but there's another one of his triggers is he has gone up to kids and he's fine with them, fine with them. And all of a sudden he's like, I'm not fine with you anymore. And he's- Oh, that's weird then. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, weird, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So he's he's um, started barking a couple of times at um, one of my junior handlers. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think just the fact that he barks at me it. and dad is, you know, reason of, of its enough of itself. Um. Yeah, I think the, the bigger alerting, the bigger alerting is definitely when it's sudden environmental contrast. Right. But that like is not a drive home and I get out of the car. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah. What are you but doing? but that is not across the board. The um the sole issue for sure. No. All right. So what have I been doing to. So the, the incident that happened with the Doberman really put me back on my heels because he did not return to me with his name. Um. He ended up getting all tangled up in the fence, which scared him, I know. Um, and it, I really had to reevaluate what and how I was approaching this. So um, I, I've i been working on a couple of different things um, uh, with him. So the first one that uh, I've been doing is more settling when I'm talking to people. Um, doing and just more subtle work in general when we're at the agility arena. So just having him so a settled equals laying down 
on with your hip. So laying down on your back hip, kind of rolled over onto your side, sort of. So not in a sphinx position, right? Ready to pounce, ready to get up, but more in a settled position, lay down, chill out. We're not doing anything right now. Um, and at the same time as that, any if I am around stimulus, uh, if he... Uh, doing if he just acknowledges it so and acknowledging it with um with the um what's called the lat look at that which can be an ear flick it can be fully looking at something it can be just gesturing that he's looking at something so just rewarding him for acknowledging that there's something in our presence um and staying settled regardless so i've been rewarding him for that and um, I've also taught him the verbal look around, which is my way of telling him that there is something new and novel coming into the area. Um, take a look around at it and tell me that you've acknowledged it, essentially. Um, I've been doing, well, I've continued with the get it game, what I call the get it game, or also called the back and forth game. And that is that when... Uh, stimulus is coming into our uh, area to do a get it of chasing cheese or chasing something visible, uh, getting something coming back to me, getting something coming back to me. Um, I've done the up and down game, which is essentially putting cheese on my shoe. So alternating between my cheese on my shoe. Um, that's more of a... Um, so it's a power, what is it called? A power pattern that I think is the brainchild of Leslie McDivitt, but that Tracy's, um, Tracy uh, Skellner has taken and expanded into the sport world. So doing that as well. And then the last thing that I've been doing a ton of, which I've gotten some of it on video, but not much. A lot of this I have not been videoing because I want to pay attention to him and not um, thinking about him being me and be, being videoed through this. But um, and that is just when he's loose, when he's just wandering the arena with me, that I will randomly just talk to people and nobody's actually there. <laughs> but me just saying, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna get out of the arena they're like margaret's gone crazy <laughs> yeah if you can hear me in the other other buildings i'd probably sound pretty strange but we're just wandering what around. do you talk about <laughs> i'm i just say hello so i do exactly what i normally do when a student arrives so i'm just randomly i said hi hi how you doing come on in That's when you're ready great. And so just getting him used to me not looking at him, me looking out in the general area that my students arrive from that arrive at and talking. So I find that, you know, when it's just him and I, I always talk to him, right? My, it, it, when I'm training him, I talk to him. When he's passing me, I'm like, oh, you're just so goofy. So I'm always talking to him. And when I don't look at him and I look out into the parking lot and say hello he alerts. There's somebody out there. And so I took to just talking randomly when um, when nobody's there and just de-escalating me talking and looking out in the parking lot. And then also when people are there making a note of talking to them and rewarding him for not reacting. So I think that is 99% of the stuff that I've been doing. 
This is good. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize this became the Eli podcast when I said yes to this. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yes, you did. So nice not to see his goofy little face. So that's not true. Eli He's actually, he is below me. Um, oh. So those are, the things, those, those are the things that I've been doing. Uh, has it been helpful? Yes, so far it has been. He has still had little episodes, but definitely not as near nothing nothing like the doberman absolutely and that was by far the worst episode we've had with the doberman and it has not repeated itself with the doberman has he been perfect no has he been better absolutely um have i been better about trying to acknowledge um novel situations that i believe may uh worry him yes have i been perfect no so it's a process He's coming up on 11 months old. Oh my gosh, he's old. Yeah, so he's still very, <gasps> very young. He's still very young, though, and his brain is still very young. Yeah, dogs right? don't mature until they're like six. <laughs> there's, not, um, there's not mental capacity to actually make stellar decisions across the board at this age. He's still very much reactive, right, right on his emotions, and... So keeping that in mind and that this is a process, not every day has to be perfect, uh, is is a good thing. I've been putting him in more novel situations at parks, um, not dog parks, but just at our normal parks, which also generally have dogs or, you know, the occasional dog. Um, I've been... Uh, just, just in general, taking them to new locations with novel stimulus, but not so overwhelming that he loses it. So he's done very, very well at all the novel situations that I've put him in. He's a good boy. And, and I think that our our long drawn out story here of Eli's reactivity and all of our uh, examples of it is not an uncommon tale. You know, it's um, I've had a lot of people talk to me about their own personal. Yeah, but it's not, even you know, before Eli, we were aware of it. I think that you can't go into the agility sphere and not be aware of it, because I can guarantee everybody at some point has either had a dog that's reactive or they've met a dog that's reactive or they've heard of a dog that's reactive on some scale, for sure. Yeah, I I I think think Eli's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Eli's quite a good example of a uh, reactive dog, right? He's not too off the scales, but he's also not, you know, uh, he's yeah. right in the middle of reactivity, I think. So, I think, but I'm also not a dog trainer. So my questions that, that I continue to pose to myself is if I was to go to a fun run today, how worried am I that I would lose him? And I'm not that worried anymore. I was more worried before Zany Camp. I was definitely worried that he was going to track motion. But again, that's more motion-based um, chase rather than reactivity. So, you know, he likes to chase other dogs in play. That is definitely one of his, um, he loves that. Um, and when given the choice, he is chasing, not being chased. Um, so 
that still is absolutely a possibility that just he um, uh, gets into a like a sight hound mode, right? Like just hurting. I want to chase that mode. I'm not worried about him aggressing on another dog for the sake of the other dog just wanting to aggress on him. He's never gotten into a fight. Um, my concern still remains that if he does approach another dog abruptly lunging, barking, how does that other dog react? Because while I don't think he goes in with the intention of fighting, he definitely goes in with the intention of, I need us to not talk to each other, <laughs> essentially, right? Like, he doesn't go in friendly. And so then I, I'm concerned about how the other dog is reading him and reacting to his idiotic behavior. Yeah, right? and he's also, he's not... Not that we want to encourage fighting ever at any point, but he's also not a big dog. And so if he does get into it, he might not win. That's uh, my, oh, absolutely. He's not he, going to win. Yeah, yeah. Unless he's up against a small Shih Tzu or, or something like that. <laughs> unless he's against um, Dot. Yeah. And, and he's never, um, you know, Jinx, my, our border collie has told him off a few times um, and he's never come back on Jinx ever, which I am actually surprised because uh, Jinx can be um, fairly insistent on fighting. And when uh, Eli has, has backed off every single time, Jinx has said, yeah, let's go. And um, Eli said, no, no, I'm, I don't want to go anywhere. And then Jinx backs off as well. But um, yeah, I was much more worried about Jinx's behavior in agility than I am Eli's. I agree. And yeah. I can say this as somebody who we we ran Jinx together for what, seven years? Uh, yeah. Six, seven years. So yeah, this is something that... Yeah, no, Jinx definitely had intention to fight. Yeah. Um, he definitely would um, flatten a dog in 30 seconds and remain yeah. there. He He was a type of dog that had to be pulled off another dog. He had gotten into a dog fight by the age of eight months, I think. Yeah. Um, he got into it at a um, sheep herding trial. He got into it with a dog. Um, uh, he's flattened Millie, you know, without yeah. provocation. He flattened Millie for um, her looking at a piece of toast. Yeah. Um, and Tia. He yeah. got into it with my other dog. That's um, he yeah. never he never bit them though. He never drew blood. A lot of it was well. Just that's the only reason his weight stayed. and his noise, right? Yeah, so I'm not mouth. saying that we're advocating for for dogs, but this is reactivity in uh, maybe its mildest form uh, compared to like you know some of the dogs you might see like on the news or something. None of our dogs ever actually bit anything or anybody. Right. Um, and true blood. No, and that absolutely. So when I was doing um, a aggression, that was absolutely one of my draw lines was what damage is done in a fight. And you're right, Jinx, from the first fight to the very last fight that he ever had, uh, hopefully he has, will, he'll never. And we're acting like he's died. Jinx I know, is he's not dead yet. No, he's but like, he's. Jinx is still um, but, very much alive, but from every single fight that he has ever had, and I want to say he's had upwards of eight fights, maybe yeah, maybe like, five, maybe five fights. Total. I would say five. I don't, yeah. Also, okay. I'm very young. So but... five out of 10 years, five fights out of mm -hmm. 10 years, um, four of those being with our dogs. 
Yeah. And right. I would say four of those being within a span of three years. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. It wasn't like he's gotten once Dottie came home. I, that was like when you, we kind of noticed and like, oh, he's a good boy. Like he's not Correct. as agitated as he used to be. Correct. So right around three years of age, two and a half, he simmered down for sure. Um, so yeah, it was those first two years that were driving me crazy, but in all of those fights that he did do in those first two years, every single one of them was blood free, was injury free, zero stitches, zero bite marks. He was a very, um, soft, soft mouth fighter. And so that was his saving grace because any stitches, that is a whole different ball game as far as allowing dogs to continue um, interacting the way that, that um, with agility and all of that. I mean, if he was a known damage fighter, I would have had a much harder time walking into an agility ring with him um, than, than if he had actually sent dogs to the hospital. So um, you could probably also it is dangerous because um, AKC can ban you as well if you continue to bring a dog that you know is dangerous and you can't control. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that if you do have a dog like this that you shouldn't go to trials if you know that you can control them, then by all means. Um, but you will kind of get a reputation if you let accidents happen. Um, yeah, you have to be a really diligent owner with a very with a known dangerous dog yeah and dangerous is sending another dog to the hospital yeah yeah or yeah. another hu or human for that matter right yeah well that right. was also with jinx is like he never did anything to anybody to to a person yeah so but but you know those early days unfortunately sometimes you don't know until you get into that arena what exactly your dog's going to do Right. And so it's very, very difficult as a for a handler to wonder. Right. And so, you know, that's where training comes in. That's where working at, at um, you know, with a trainer can help you establish, well, how likely am I to send my dog to a trial and have them, you know, hop the fence, right? Hop these four yeah. foot gates and go attack another dog. Cause yeah. that is definitely not okay. Right. right. Like, like actively seeking out another dog to take them down is yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, and that Especially was, if you, you're not a dog trainer, right? I would say I'd wager to say about goodness, 90% of people who do agility are not behavioralists. Right. No. And so, right. and that's okay, obviously, but if you're not educated on how to combat this, right, if you just stick a pinch collar on them and call it a day, um, what are we doing here, guys? You know, it's like, well, that's not going to help anybody. Right. No, um, there's, there's not saying you, I don't want to get into the pinch collar debate, but I'm just no. saying that if you're uneducated on it, um, Google's yeah, there's, good. There's managing the dog's behavior and then there's training the behavior. Yes. So there are a couple of other things that I, that I failed to, talk about that I am actively doing with Eli. Um, one of them is I went back to his name response, right? Getting him to turn on his name better, um, going back into Eli come and why I didn't say Eli come on that episode with the Doberman is because I didn't think he'd go through the practice gate. I didn't think I thought he'd get to the practice gate and he'd come back to me. That's what I thought was going to happen. 
so I personally wonder if he actually even saw the gate that that it leads me to believe that he never saw the gate. He went right through it, got caught up in it and was shocked that there was something holding him back. Um, So but I have upped my training on his name again. I have upped my training on uh, Eli Cum. But also another thing that I've been doing is that that when he comes out of the crate, I've taught him the word right here. And so every single time he comes out of the car, he is to turn around and come back to the car and put his paws up and get a a, a weight or a reward. I'm being rewarding him heavily for that this. And then I give him permission to get his paws off the, the car again. So that way, if when I'm getting him out, he's not lunging right towards another dog, right? He's not coming out of the crate and going, what's out here? So his job is to come out of the crate and come back towards the crate for just a moment like dude just get out of the crate and, and put your feet back on the car um i've also been doing that out of doorways going into the arena coming out of the arena so any transition spot through a doorway essentially um means you we go through the doorway together and then you turn around and check back in with me we come out of the car you turn around check back in with me we go out of the house, you turn around and check back in with me. So that I've also added into his repertoire to help prevent him going through a, a, a transition spot and into something that's going to uh, ex- have him react to. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think it's also very important to point out that if your dog has these same issues, our or your cute little Eli solution might not work um because as uh, I yell about every other week um <laughs> every dog is different and I think that um myself and you mothers obviously are in a very uh interesting position because I don't know how many people actually know this but you have a background in animal behavior yet was your job for a very long time was not agility but um training aggressive and reactive dogs um, in a positive which, way, which I did not enjoy. I did not <laughs> enjoy that line of work at all. That's no, why but my it. point is that you are um, very well versed in it, and it literally you got a degree in it. Um, and so I think that there's so much unsaid research that goes on in this that it might be a little bit hard as a um, you know maybe somebody who just picked up a puppy and they don't really know what they're doing. They you know you're like oh my gosh I'm not a dog trainer. Um, and so it's hard to to diagnose those problems and move forward, uh, which is why uh, people should go to trainers, even if they. So why did it? Like so, so why did it go sideways on me? Where did I well, go wrong? In I don't think raising... you went wrong. I don't think Eli went wrong. You want to know? This is my. This is when when you called me at like two in the morning your time. You're like Emma. Look at this. Um, I remember saying to you, I said, "Mom, you have a dog." that is crossed with three of the most uh uh driven you know personalities in agility you've got a papillon a border collie and an australian shepherd and he's a wonderful dog i really i love eli um i hope that you obviously continue your journey with eli but it's it's like getting a german shepherd and then saying well why is my dog insane it's like getting a melanois right why is my dog insane and 
I think that it's just something we have to work through. I don't think it's anything wrong with him or you. I just think that's just how it is. Yeah, I do think that there's one one place, and this happened, uh, I noticed this right around five months of age. So he's always had big feelings about new, new sudden environmental stuff. I mean, that has been a given from the get-go. So from the very, very eight weeks old, even just uh, Kristen said, yeah, he has big feelings about people. He has big feelings about dogs. He just hasn't seen enough of them. Right. So I knew that. And, and he did, he very much did. And I continue to train him. But one thing that I noticed right around five months of age is it dawned on me as I was training him that I had kept him in too much handler focus that I never really let him look around at the world. And I do equate a lot of this to that. I equate me keeping him in in focus. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a ton of handler focus. When, when something starts to go down, look to me for direction. And he did, and he did, and he did. And then when I finally, (laughs) yeah. And then when I finally figured out, he doesn't even know that that's that, that there's something 20 feet away from him. When I realized that we were beyond the puppies um socialization stage right right so now everything's going to take a little bit longer and i had never taught him to just look around yeah just and i don't think in... it's either of your guys's fault though because i think that and yeah maybe it would or would wanna... not have changed things you want me to this is what i think do you want to know what i think yeah. um i think that you wanted him to be perfect and i think he is perfect i did i think I think that he had humongous, he had like Millie-esque shoes to fill, right? I mean, we, you got this tiny little mixed breed puppy and you said, okay, buddy, we want you to be the best dog the Hughes family's ever seen. I just and love training him. Like, I love like, what? Yeah, I love um, training him and I did and I did and I did and I did and I never let him. But I don't think it's anybody's no. fault. I don't think it's Christian's no. fault. I don't think it's your fault. I don't think it's his fault. I think it's just how it is. It's just how the world is. Right. Nature, nurture. It's right. both. Right. He was born with high drive um, genes. Yeah. And then I trained some stuff good and maybe some stuff slightly not ideal but yeah. that's okay that's what it well, is this is and this and i continue and maybe that happened for a reason because i needed to see all this and work through it myself so i could help others well and it's also you've you've put him into a sport where he's once he's in that ring he's never going to see another dog right i mean it's not like you know showmanship or uh confirmation where he has to look down a line of dogs and be okay with it like you know that once he's in that ring that's all you do, right? Is he has to focus on you. And so it's right. a which is really yeah, it's like I don't want him to go say hi to the judge. I don't want him right. to go say hi to Ring Crimson. Exactly. So yeah, and, and so it's hard to balance. That. And and look and maybe that was part of it, maybe it wasn't. I'll never really know. Um, but we are gonna go see his uh breeder. We're going yeah. this Saturday, we're gonna go um do a little road trip. Uh she's coming up halfway, we're going down halfway. Are you gonna go see the it's, eclipse? Oh There's yeah, an eclipse apparently. Your dad, if the clouds are the clouds are. Get parted. a picture of him like underneath the eclipse, like a halo. <laughs> it's it's only a partial eclipse. Oh, that's uh, anyway, um, so we're gonna go chill. We're gonna go hang out together. Um, she gets to meet him and 
uh, see what he's doing. We'll see if he reacts to her. Uh, oh my gosh, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> so bad. He really is such a lovely dog once you get to know him. No, I'll it's tell him to like, look around. Oh, look around, there's your grandma. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, overall, 99.9%. .9 this dog is exactly the dog I want. Exactly. exactly. And I know that the behaviors that we've got going on are partly his age. You'll work through his, it. Partly his breed, partly my training. And I absolutely will continue to work through it and build him into the best uh, agility yeah. dog that I can. And house dog and just overall yeah. companion of chilling out, watching dogs go by, watching people go by. And I remember you there. always said to me, you said, and I always hated this. Uh, you said, Emma, you've got the dog you have. And That's I was right. Like, what does that mean? What Train the dog in front of you. Train the dog. Um, in and front I of you. and I remember, I remember crying because we. I took Dottie at the age of maybe six months to a, a training thing, and she was a shadow chaser. She chased shadows, and I remember being like. Oh my God, oh, my dog's right. gonna, you know, she's gonna leave me for these shadows. She never did. She nope. never did. And so yes. I'm not saying get that, that for anyone... what about two months? <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Um, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying that Eli's uh, reactivity is baseless, but I'm also saying that he's young and that young dogs are really weird and they're kind of freaky and nobody really understands them. Um, and he's, he'll grow up. Yeah. He will. Yeah. I know that this is not our end behavior. I know it's right. not. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to keep plugging away, training what I want, telling him, warning him when I think that something's going to scare him and yeah, uh, keep uh, telling him to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Yes. Anyway, a big shout out to Tracy. Uh, um, I can never pronounce her last name. Oh my goodness. Uh, Skelnar. <laughs> Skelnar and her um, puppy power or whatever they're called. Um, power games. Power patterns. Oh boy, I, I've, I've enjoyed watch. I've I've enjoyed learning more about them, Super Bowls and all that, um, and I think that it is working with Eli. So yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, Anne, for joining me. I appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. This is yeah. good. Happy Can't training. Wait to see the little man. Very hey, exciting. I'll, yeah. Okay. I love you. Bye bye. Woof woof. Woof woof. Ready.